means we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the September 28th edition of the sunny side of sports. Africa's five World Cup-bound football teams were all in action Tuesday in friendly international warm-up matches. Of the five, only the Black Stars of Ghana came away with a victory. Ghana beat Nicaragua 1-0 in Spain on a goal by 18-year-old Abdul Fatou Isahaku. The Ghanaians will be in Group H at the World Cup in Qatar, along with Portugal, Uruguay, and South Korea. And speaking of the South Koreans, they defeated the indomitable Lions of Cameroon 1-0 in Seoul on a goal by Tottenham Hotspur striker Song Hung Min. Cameroon will be in Group G at the World Cup, along with Serbia, Switzerland, and five-time world champion Brazil. The Brazilians routed Tunisia 5-1 in Paris in a game that was marred by a racist incident against Brazilian striker Richarlison. He had just scored Brazil's second goal when a banana was thrown from the crowd at him and other Brazilian players celebrating near one of the corner flags. Before the match kicked off, Brazilian players had made a statement against racism. They posed in front of a sign that said, and I quote, Without our black players, we wouldn't have stars on our shirt. A reference to the five stars above Brazil's team crest that represent its five World Cup titles. The Brazilian Football Federation condemned the incident and said it will continue to fight against racism. In the two other friendly matches involving World Cup-bound African teams, African champion Senegal drew one all with Iran in Austria And Morocco played a scoreless draw against Paraguay in Spain. In a friendly result involving African teams not going to Qatar, host Algeria beat Nigeria 2-1. For post-game analysis, Iron Mike Mbonye contacted the chief football writer at ACLsports.com, Fisayo Dairo. Like every other international friendly games, it's afforded the coach to assess his team the more. He was able to give super good debuts to a couple of new players as well. So these are the major reasons for playing international friendly games. And in spite of the defeat to the Phoenix of Algeria, I'm sure coach Oze Pesero will have learned one or two things from uh, the performance of his words. You know, not an entirely bad performance, I must say, although, yes, from a Nigerian perspective, many expected that the Super Eagles did better than they did in Oran on Tuesday night. But overall, it's just what friendly games tend to serve you. Now the players played um, in, in a very hostile 
environment, even the officiating, I must say, wasn't fair to them at all. So these are some of the things you can get to experience, especially when you are playing in a major competition. So it's it's a good kickabout for Nigeria Super Eagles and the head coach himself, Jose Pesero. Who are the outstanding players for the Super Eagles of Nigeria in the encounter against the Phoenix of Algeria? Although I must say not many Super Eagles players were at the top of their powers on Tuesday night. But yes, a couple of them did cover themselves in glory. And one of them has to be the goal scorer for Nigeria on the night, Terry Murphy, who plays his club football with Lorraine in France. Aside the goal he scored, it was really a handful for the Algerian defence for the over 70 minutes or so that he featured in. And in the absence of Victor Rosimen, he has been able to show the head coach that he can really hold his own if given such opportunity in subsequent times. Alex Iwobi is a man on form with English club Everton and his performance on Tuesday night was also a steady one and will definitely gladden the hearts of many Nigerians with the way he acquainted himself in, in such hostile circumstances. Centre-back Calvin Bassey of Ajax Amsterdam also did well to hold his own against uh, the likes of Islam Slimani um, for, the, for the Algerian attack. So I think these three players were worthy mentions from the performance that was a little bit underwhelming from the Super Eagles on Tuesday night. Fisayo, do you think the Super Eagles of Nigeria have learned lessons from the game against Algeria ahead of another friendly game against Portugal? Every football game, whether competitive or friendly or training games, gives the opportunity to learn. And I'm so sure that the head coach, Jose Pesero, will have learned many things from Tuesday night. For me personally, one of the things we learned is the fact that Nigeria still have goalkeeping problems. Nigeria, over the past two, three years, have shuffled around Maduka Okoye to Francis Ozor and these two goalkeepers, although they have their own qualities, but they tend to lose concentration, which has really cost the team in critical periods. And that's one of the things that happened on Tuesday night. The second goal had the goalkeeper as one of the culpable players in it. And the coach will see once again, will he have to trust him? so that he can learn and grow with his uh, mistakes, that's Uzor, or will he start another chop and change like the former head coach did? He has plenty answers. Um, he has plenty questions to face from that. And in other aspects as well, in the centre-back position, is he comfortable? Is he happy with the performance of Kevin Apuguma in the absence of the vice-captain Tluste Kong or Leon Balogun and other experienced stars? Uh, of course, uh, up front to Ademola Lukman maybe was not in his element. These are some of the things. And then the way Nigeria transitioned from defense to attack sometimes was slow, especially in the second half. And these are some of the things they have to pay attention to when they are playing formidable opposition. That's Fisayo Dairo, the chief football writer at ACLsports.com. And Fisayo spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from Port Harcourt, Nigeria. Sporty greetings. This is Fisayo Dairo, chief football writer at acsports.com. And you are listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America.
This is Heather Maxwell, host of Music Time in Africa. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for an hour of awesome African music. Wake up. Like to stay on top of new music trends? Breakout artists? New releases? Maybe you just love the classic styles and artists of the past. Or simply the sound and feel of a good beat. Whatever your pleasure, you can get it every week right here on Music Time in Africa. So join me on your local FM station, Saturdays and Sundays at 1500 and 2000 UTC. Thanks, Heather. Heather Maxwell is host of the Voice of America's longest-running English-language program. That's right. Music Time in Africa was founded by the late, great Leo the Music Man Sarkeesian, in 1965, the Voice of America is celebrating its 80th year of broadcasting. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. As I mentioned at the top of the show, the Black Stars of Ghana were the only one of Africa's five World Cup-bound teams to emerge victorious on Tuesday. The Black Stars beat Nicaragua 1-0 in a friendly international match played in Spain. Our friend Quabena Quicksilver Ofori has some more details of the victory by the Black Stars. Sporty greetings, Kwabena! Sporty greetings, Sonny. The Black Stars of Ghana fought hard for a one-nil win over Nicaragua in their friendly match played in Spain. A 35th-minute goal by Abdul Fatau Isahaku brought smiles to the cheering Ghanaian fans at the Estadio Francisco Artes Carrasco. 30 years old Nicaraguan goalkeeper Douglas Forvis was up to task. Forvis stood tall and firm and made several savings to keep the score and remain 1 0 for the Black Stars. Ghana's coach, Otto comments. Everything from what I saw, what we trained with, well, just as we have to score. So I like the runs behind the defensive line. I like the passes in between the lines. I like the turns up. I like the body position. So a lot of very, very good things and um, good timings with the runs. It's just like, um, yeah, we have to be, be a little bit more composure, a little bit also more cool on the ball. And um, sometimes um, you have to take your time, make another cut. Sometimes maybe laid off to a player who's better position. Sometimes it was also a little bit unlucky. The goalkeeper did very, very well. And um, yeah, we have to be a little bit more precise instead of just trying to hammer the ball into the goal. So, um, but we have a young squad, a lot of young players today, and a squad also of new players. Um, so this is quite normal. That was Black Stars coach Otto Ardo. For the sunny side of sports, Thanks, Kwabena. And as the Voice of America celebrates its 80th year of broadcasting, this sunny side of sports flashback, Kwabena Quicksilver Ofori hosted me more than 20 years ago, 2001, when I made my very first trip to Africa. That's right. 
I traveled to Ghana's capital, Accra, with the late, great Hot Rod Thomas, one of the best producers in Voice of America history. Rod and I got to Accra, and Kwabena was a charming host. We actually traveled to Kumasi, the Ashanti kingdom of Kumasi, where we participated in a youth soccer match. The Voice of America at that time was promoting immunization among children. But yeah, memorable trip. My very first trip to Africa in 2001. And Kwabena, Quicksilver Ofori, was a big part of it. This is the voice of America. Washington, Bob D.C. I'm Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Elsewhere in African football, Ugandan fans recently celebrated the retiring Tony Mweje at a tribute match to honor his contributions to the national team, nicknamed the Cranes. The 35-year-old Moweje made 83 international appearances for the Cranes. In this encore sunny side of sports presentation, let's listen in again to a feature report from Magume Davis-Rakawinj in Kampala, Uganda. fans sang and danced songs in praise of Tony Maweji as he participated in the testimony match in Kampala. One of them is Edgar Watson. He has that final ball that he would release from the midfield and he would manage it and man it, killing these passes, passing, going forward. So that is a difference that he has actually had. In our generation, we have not seen another midfield general like Tony Maweji currently. The match pitted former Uganda Crane Stars against Uganda Cobbs, Uganda's under-23 national football team. Star goalkeeper, Murdy Sundowns, Dennis Onyango, traveled thousands of kilometers to participate in Mawaji's testimonial. He says he has lots of respect for him. Fortunately, it's one of my former captains, one of the people that I met when, when I was joining the national team. So I had to make my way, and uh, whenever it's a football cause, I, I make my way when the circumstances are allowing. So... Yeah, why not? Uh, for Tony, hopefully more players will come and play testimonial games in the next in near future. He was your captain and eventually became the captain. What are some of the things that you learned from him? Being patient, working hard because uh, he was a very hard-working guy. We all know he's a very working guy. And being a human being, that's very important. You can't only play football, you must also be a nice person. That's when you become a good leader and uh, he has been doing that wherever he's played. Maweja started his career at then local club Masaka LC before joining Kampala City Authority Football Club in Uganda's top tier. He eventually played for several European clubs in Iceland, Norway, Albania, among others, and says he has always been inspired by his humble background. 
I always wanted to achieve something, to do something for my people back home. So this has been always a drive in my life. And then the, the, you, you must have said that's something you really need. That, that, that's something you really need out of football. If you don't have what you need, that, that your what, why? Like why are you playing football? If you don't have why you are playing football, then you cannot achieve, achieve uh, anything in football. Dian Pisbagala, a sports commentator in Uganda, agrees. Aweje is an exceptional player because uh, rarely do you find a talented player who is again disciplined. So that is what describes Tony Maweje. He's a very dedicated player. For the time I saw him on the national team, he's some player you could see pouring out his heart for the national team, a player who lifts the team, a player who thinks the national team comes first before anything else. But even during retirement, Maweje will continue participating in the game he loves. He's starting an academy with an emphasis on the position of well, the midfield. Uganda, we are so blessed with a lot of talent, and we have to just come up together uh, to, to have a collective effort. The players, the ex-players, and everyone that really, really loves the game. Having played in both junior and senior national teams, Maweje says he retires a contented man, particularly as a member of the team that helped Uganda to qualify for the continental showpiece, the African Cup of Nations, after nearly four decades of absence. The memorable match. Yeah. I, I think the, the first match I played for my country, uh, my debut, uh, when I wore the, 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 the jersey for, for, for the national team and the national anthem was sung for me. That is something that will never go out of my memory. How was it? How did you feel? I felt so great. I felt so good. This is something I was always praying uh, as a kid to play for my national team. So when it happened, I uh, only had to just be happy and thank God that it has happened. Yeah, also also when we qualified for AFCON, because we had always been pushing, pushing to go to get there. So when we made it there, it was really ma massive. It was really massive and it was joy in our, in our lives. For the sunny side of sports, I am Ogume, Davis Ruakarindi in Kampala, Uganda. <laughs> Sunny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Follow the sunny side of sports on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. And my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. You can check out your favorite VOA programs, including the sunny side of sports, at VOAAfrica.com. And for world news, go to voanews.com.
Just ahead, the AP's John Letherby has a roundup of Tuesday night's Major League Baseball action. Aaron Judge remains at 60 home runs, but the Yankees were able to clinch their 20th divisional title, defeating the Blue Jays by a final of 5-2 in Toronto. New York seals a first-round bye and home field to start the ALDS. In Cleveland, Harold Ramirez's second RBA double of the night lifted the Rays past the Guardians 6-5 in 11 innings. Ramirez's second RBI double of the night helped Tampa Bay snap a two-game skid and pull the Rays to within a game and a half of the wildcard-leading Blue Jays. The Rays used eight relief pitchers while the Guardians trotted out five. Jose Ramirez went three for six with two RBIs for the AL Central champion Guardians, who saw their seven-game winning streak come to an end. There's correspondent Denny Cap. The Mariners needed a win to keep pace with the Rays as they battle for the second wild card. Seattle hosting Texas, but the Rangers got the better 5-0 the final. The other American League winners included the Red Sox, Tigers, Angels, and Twins. Houston beat Arizona 10-2 in interleague action. In the National, the Mets fell at home to the Marlins by a final of 6-4. Miami scored two runs in each of the first, third, and fifth innings to drop the Mets into a tie with the Braves atop the division. J.J. Bladé's two-run homer of Carlos Carrasco put the Marlins up 4-0 in the third, but Pete Alonso cut it to 4-3 with a three-run homer for New York, his 40th of the season. Jacob Stallings restored the three-run Miami lead with a two-run single in the fifth. There's correspondent Tom Merriam. New York now has company atop the National League East standings. Ronald Acuna Jr. homered twice to lead the Braves to an 8-2 win over the Nationals, moving Atlanta into a first-place tie with the Mets in the NL East. Acuna went back-to-back with Orlando Arcia in the fifth inning off start and loser, Paolo Espino. There's Craig Heist in Washington. The Cardinals captured the National League Central with a 6-2 win over Milwaukee. The Cubs, the Pirates, and the Giants, and the Padres were the other winners. I'm John Leatherby. Hello, I'm Carol Castiel. Next up, a conversation with China Director of Human Rights Watch, Sophie Richardson, about the recent UN report concluding that Beijing's crackdown on Uyghurs and other Muslim groups in China's Xinjiang province amount to crimes against humanity. China tried to block, then delay publication of the findings, holding China accountable for its human rights abuses. Next on Press Conference USA, this Saturday and Sunday on The Voice of America. Hello, listeners. My name is Sheila Omurebuyungo, uh, KCCA Volleyball Club head coach and national team uh, head coach for the Uganda Volleyball Cranes men. Listen to Sony Side of Sports on Voice of America. Thanks, Coach. Earlier in the show, Kwabena Quicksilver Ofori reported how Ghanaian football fans were smiling over the team's friendly victory over Nicaragua on Tuesday in Spain. Well, I think Ghana's 63-year-old technical advisor, Chris Hewton, might have smiled a bit too. Yawafusu Larbi tells us more about Hewton. Hewton is half Ghanaian. He was born to a Ghanaian father and an Irish mother and says working for Ghana now is huge for him. Firstly, it's a pleasure. Um, and I, I'm aware of um, some uh, talks before you know, and some speculation before. Uh, and I think that's, that's normal because my father is from, uh, from Accra. So I think that's normal. Uh, I think as regards management, my management has always been, you know, day-to-day club management, you know, as a manager and a, and a, and a head coach. Um, so at this stage, this stage of my life and career to 
be involved, albeit in a different role with the, the Black Stars, is uh, something that's a, a huge honour for me. I've uh, always had that connection. Um, you know, my, my background is very different. You know, I, my father, of course, from uh, Accra, my mother is Irish. Uh, I played for Ireland for uh, 10 years and in some, some uh, big games. And, of course, I was born and brought up in, in London, England. Um, but I've always been very conscious of my background. Um, so whenever Ghana played, and particularly whenever Ghana played in the, the, the big games, then uh, I was always there, in my mind, always there supporting and, and uh, absolutely hoping that the, the team would do well. Because I knew that any way that the team could do well, it would be good for the development of the, the country and, of course, football in the country. I haven't seen so much more than what I already knew. You know, I, I, I know the, the, the history of uh, Ghanaian football, you know, international, more international football, I have to be honest, than, uh, than club local football. So I know the history, I know about the World Cups and, and of course it's, it's how you deem the World Cups and, and always, always, maybe it will change, but always I think when an African team gets to the World Cup, you know, that is success getting there. So I've always been very, very conscious of, uh, of uh, what there is here and the development. Um, but the, the satisfying thing for me since my involvement is uh, a lot of the young talent that's there, a lot of the um, young Ghanaians that are either first-generation or second-generation Ghanaians, even playing abroad, that are now being brought to my attention. So, um, you know, that, that is, I think, an exciting prospect, certainly going into the future. One thing Hilton has done very well is to strengthen the team by scouting around the world and speaking to Ghanaians in the diaspora to choose playing for Ghana. Already, six players have decided to play for the Black Stars, and amongst them is Athletic Bilbao's Inyaki Williams and Brighton's Tariq Lamte, two players who will improve the Black Stars team in many ways. This is a subject um, that... that that I think will always, and you said it's, it's been a, a divisive um, the subject, um, but I think it's, it's a subject that so many other countries have had to deal with. And, and even, you know, I spoke about representing the, the Republic of Ireland, and very similar. You know, they, they have, you know, a, a very good uh, domestic league, um, but of course most of the players play abroad. And, of course, a lot of those players are, are second-generation uh, Irish. So I think it's, it is um, a structure that a lot of international organisations have, have, have had to cope with. And there's one about getting the balance, because one thing that I have been made aware of is that, that um, the domestic and local leagues here is a very good league, and it's very competitive, and I've seen that in my time uh, being involved. Uh, and we have to make sure that for those that are doing well, that they are very much in our thoughts. So it is about getting that balance. Ultimately, ultimately for the senior national team, it's about getting the best squad possible to, to win football matches. The first thing is, is about a willingness to want to be involved and, uh, and want to play. And you know, one thing I can tell you is that in my short period of time here, the, um, the, the new recruits as such uh, that we have have showed great enthusiasm so far. So uh, I am uh, absolutely positive that 
for, for any new players, new recruits to come into the squad. Um, they will have no difficulty um, getting the, the right balances. My experiences of the squad so far is it's, it's a very, very good environment to come into, a very competitive environment, um, uh, uh, an environment also that, um, that wants to represent the country, wants to do well for the country and know what it means. And um, so I, I, I would anticipate no problems in them uh, mixing in with the group and, and getting the feel of what's important. Hilton may be technical advisor, but he's heavily involved in the development of football by reaching out to young footballers and helping their careers. That's a win for football in Ghana. For the sunny side of sports, this is Yao Fusulabi. Thanks, Yao. Looking ahead to Thursday's sunny side of sports, Darren Taylor will have a feature on former South African football star Benny McCarthy, who is now a first-team coach with Manchester United. Thank you for tuning in. VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. And that's the sunny side of sports.